Hello, and welcome to another edition of Taught Talk, where we take teaching theory and turn it into teaching practice. The topic for today's Taught Talk is going to be problem-based learning as part of our series of inquiry-based learning. So the first question we need to answer is, where does problem-based learning fall under the umbrella of inquiry learning? So in this visual, you can see here, under inquiry learning, there is uh, it all involves collaboration, so kids working in groups, kids working together. Uh, it involves project-based learning, which I already covered in uh, one Todd talk, which how to set up your projects. Uh, it also includes problem-based learning, which we're going to talk about today, and then uh, a, for a future installment, which we'll talk about case studies or case-based learning. The idea of problem-based learning is that uh, it follows a cycle. So certain elements happen in problem-based learning where you, 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 put, you put forth a problem or a question, either you as the teacher do or a student does. And then, um, and then they go at it. So they, they learn everything they can about that. They, this is known as sustained inquiry. They research, they do all this, and then they, the authenticity element is that they are finding evidence to back up their statements and back up their opinions or back up their positions. Um, and providing student voice and choice is always really important in any inquiry-based learning, uh, as is the reflection piece where you have students then think about what it is that they have come up with um, and to make it better uh, through this reflection. So they critique and revise and improve, and then this eventually leads into some sort of public product. And so that's the basic element designs of project-based learning. Some people would think that problem-based learning works like this. It would be great if that's how all teaching takes place, but we know that the miracle doesn't occur, that it has to be, you have to have a structure in place in order to do that. So the cycle of project-based learning, which kind of falls along with the elements I talked about, is you identify the problem, students then generate a hypothesis, or the, this class as a whole um, creates a hypothesis. They identify what they need to learn. Then they go and learn what it is that they need to learn in order to answer the question that has been posed. Then they take this knowledge that they have gathered through their research and they apply it to make new knowledge or new decisions. Uh, and then they show what it is that they have learned or what they've mastered, and then they reflect upon this learning. <clears throat> this follows very closely the engineering design process, which you see here, which is to ask, imagine, plan, create, and improve. So it falls into that same realm. So this is this is used a lot in STEM education, uh, and this, this follows quite nicely with inquiry-based learning in general and problem-based learning specifically, where you're asking a question, students then imagine possibilities, they research or plan to answer these questions, they create an authentic piece that shows what they have learned, and then they work on improving that as well. Problem-based learning is somewhat different than traditional learning, where in traditional learning, basically students are told what they need to know by the teacher, typically. So they, they said, you need to know this, and so they memorize it. Uh, and then you assign a problem to illustrate how that's used. So for example, in math class, if you're trying to teach them how to use multiplication, you teach them what they need to know when it comes to multiplication. They memorize things such as their, their multiplication facts and their um, the different you know strategies for multiplying. And then you give them a problem, and then they try to solve that problem to show that they know how multiplication works. 
And problem-based learning works a little differently in that the problem is assigned by the teacher or can be done by the students, but that's basically the main role of the teacher is to supply the problem or to foster the problem. From then, the, the students take it over where they identify what they need to know and then they research uh, whatever it is that they have, what avenues they are pursuing. And then they, they learn and apply what they have um, what they have discovered to show to solve the problem and show what they have learned. You can see in these two, the traditional learning is very much sage from the stage where the teacher's in front of the class controlling the action. The problem-based learning, the teacher's role is, is different, and we'll talk about this later on, but it's more the guide from the side where they are, you know, you're uh, asking probing questions to get them to think about things and, and just kind of, you know, trying to advise them as best you can when it comes to their their problem that they're trying to, to solve so some elements of problem problem-based learning is that you should definitely have an authentic problem so it shouldn't be something that like the like story problems are all well and good but they don't necessarily they're not necessarily authentic um, so you can make a story problem that is more authentic and in problem-based learning you want to make your problem authentic so it is a, it's a problem that someone really faced you don't have to use a present-day problem you could use something that happened in the past uh, that's a real problem. Or you can think about something in the future that might be a problem. Authentic as uh, assessment, like I said, is because it's an authentic problem, you need to have an authentic assessment. So that means that they're not just creating a paper, they are performing in front of an audience uh, that of, of people that know what it is that, that they're talking about. And or that they're creating some kind of product, like if they are writing something, they're they're making sure it gets sent to a newspaper or some periodical, so it, it's authentic in nature. Student collaboration is big in inquiry-based learning in general, but especially in problem-based learning, where students worked in teams and they're learning how to collaborate with one another. And then it does require that the teacher facilitates, not teaches necessarily, but facilitates what is going on and leading kids to where they need to go. What you see here is kind of how problem-based learning looks to the student and how it can look to a teacher. Um, because problem-based learning usually does not have one correct answer. It has you know, multiple creative uh, solutions. And that's what's so great about it, is that you know, kids can come up with lots of possibilities. So it allows them to use their creativity. It allows them to use those higher level thinking skills that, that are so important in the classroom. The um, some examples of project-based learning because it can stretch from kindergarten all the way to seniors in high school. So in kindergarten, if you had kids in, in, um, investigate uh, insects that are eating the leaves off plants in the school garden, this is a real problem. This might be really going on, um, and so students would look at that problem and what they could do to try to prevent this problem. Uh, so that's authentic, and then they have to come up with an authentic solution that they might actually use at the school. 12th grade, an example of this would be they have to design a logo for a brand for a community art show that this is going to be displayed to the public. So this is very authentic in nature. Uh, students will have to figure out how to um, market and promote their plan, and then they'll have to present to a, a panel that, that decides which one is the best logo, and then that will be used for the, um, the actual art show. So these are two just two examples of problem-based learning where you pose a problem and then let students come up with creative solutions. Um, and why this is so important is that students need to solve real-world problems 
and in order to see the context of what it is they're learning, to see the connections. It can be very difficult sometimes for because students are in kind of a vacuum when they're learning to see how what they're learning applies to the real world. And problem-based learning does a really good job of connecting that to the real world and to the context of what it is, of why they sh why they should be learning what they're learning. So you as a teacher, um, to, to make it more practical and make it more um, usable for you, can create your own effective problem-based learning scenarios. So they can be defined by the students, something that they're interested in or something they've shown um, you know, passion about. Uh, it should be appropriate to the stage of curriculum and the level of students' understanding. So you don't want to solve the drug problem in third grade or third graders, uh, but you could certainly look at that with older kids. And at the same time, you might tackle problems that would be more relevant to third graders than they would be higher level kids, such as, you know, the food that they're serving in the cafeteria. That might be something that they're concerned with. Uh, scenarios should have some, in, you know, should be interesting to students. Obviously, if it's interesting to students, it's going to be motiv motivating to them. And if they create it themselves, it's going to be even more, they're going to have more intrinsic motivation as a result. Um, scenarios should have cues to stimulate discussion. So in other words, students are not just looking at facts and applying those facts, but they're thinking about things. They're having discussions with one another. They are debating. They are figuring out through this process of what it is that, um, that they're learning. And then, and there are some other ones in there, but the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, definitely it, they should be seeking information from various learning sources. And uh, if you can make these authentic, that's even better. So having them interview people uh, rather than just read about it in a book or having them watch a webinar about something or where they're actually just not finding facts on the internet, but they are actually going out and going to different types of, of sources. Even podcasts can be used for that. This falls under the, um, the idea of if you make it real and you make it relevant, it's going to make an impact the students. So problem-based learning is really valuable because it's it's memorable. It, you know, it sticks with students. Uh, it allows students to have that enduring understanding that we want them to have. And so if you use problem-based learning with students with a particular topic, then that topic is going to be all the more better remembered than if you just simply told them about it and asked them to memorize it. The last thing I'm going to talk about is what is the role of the problem-based learning teacher? And it is more a facilitator, so you are guiding from the side, uh, in that you are more of a coach. So you are you know, giving students resources, giving them structure, and then sitting back and watching as they, the process of them learning. And, and it's important that you don't step in too much because part of the process is failing or, or not succeeding. And that's, that's how they learn. And so it, it shouldn't be the teacher trying to solve problems all the time or putting out fires all the time. Students need to learn how to put out those fires and solve problems themselves. It's obviously problem-based learning. They should be able to figure out problems. So if, a, so if a group is not getting along very well, you know, be be careful about stepping in immediately and trying to solve that problem. Uh, allow the students to come up with a way to solve that problem themselves. Um, so also with problem-based um, teach, teacher, you know, you become less active in front of the classroom. And so it allows you, it frees you up to have conversations with students and to really kind of push them to another level, especially with our gifted students, you know, you can ask questions that are, are going to make them think about something in a different way. Uh, this, this 
different style of teaching can be like a new skill for many teachers. And so getting comfortable with it can take a little bit, but it's hard to not be in front of the classroom, especially if that is your method of teaching for many years. But, um, but I, I did that. I was in front of the teacher for front of the classroom for many years and then kind of changed over to this and found it more, much more valuable for me and that I could really get in and have conversations with students and really get in to see the learning that they were doing, which was really important for me. So there you have it in a nutshell. Problem-based learning, uh, one of the, the um, you know the branches of inquiry-based learning, but something that um, is, is great to use with students and can be very authentic, and as a result, is going to be very memorable.